Hey, my name is Nelson H. I'm an alcoholic and I'm an addict. My real name is not Nelson H., but that's my pen name that I use here at this newsletter. I was talking to someone who I used to hang out with in my first year of sobriety. And I like doing that because, I, you know, I'm me. I was there. And I remember what I was thinking in the meetings I went to and how hard it was to get sober. I remember all of that stuff. But, like, you still don't know, like, if I could have a conversation with that person, if it might be a little bit different than I'm remembering it. You don't remember if you, you know, sometimes we apply glossiness to the past or we think it was harder than it really was. So it's always interesting to have outside perspective from someone who was observing me rather than me. <laughs> uh, one of the things that this guy mentioned to me when I was talking to him was how how bumpy my life seemed to be back then. And that wasn't his opinion. He said, uh, you know, you would tell me that. So like those were quotes from me to him. And I remember what he was talking about. I had gone to rehab and everybody was cheering me on at first. You know, everybody, everybody in my personal life, everybody in my pre professional life was like, bravo, good on you for, for admitting you have a problem. So good luck. But after a few weeks, the rubber met the road. Uh, my credit cards, you know, they wanted to be paid. You know, I had to show up for work. I had to, you know, my family needed me uh, to be a dad and a husband and I had to mow the grass and I had to be honest about some of the stuff I'd been up to. Um, I really had to like, Literally, I, I really had to own the idea that I was a, a newcomer to recovery and I had been an active alcoholic just days and weeks before. So it was hard. It was around that time that it started to feel like the world was closing in around me. And I always think about that scene in Star Wars where most of the main characters are, you know, Luke and Leia, Han, Chewbacca, uh, the droids. They're trapped in a trash compactor and the walls start smushing together. And I hate that scene. It's a good scene, but I hate it because <clears throat> I don't like how that feels when you feel like the world is 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 trash compacting you. <laughs> and that's how I felt um, a couple weeks into sobriety. And as my old friend described that to me, I also got this like warm and fuzzy feeling about what sober people were able to do for me at that moment when the trash compactor was putting a squeeze on me. Because they hugged me, they told me I was doing great, and that they told me that they had gone through similar things and that it had worked out okay for them. Um, some of them said everything turned out fine, but that it was bumpy and that this is normal. And that when they went through it, they relied upon sober people to steady them. And so they encouraged me to keep doing what I was doing. I remember thinking that... That sounded like sober people could be my lifeguards. I, I had that 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 idea, the lifeguard concept. And you know, when you think about lifeguards, you know, they jump in to save somebody, and they, they I'm guessing they usually don't know the person. It's like a stranger in the ocean or in the pool or whatever, and they just have they have a job to do, and they do it. And the singular focus is I have to help this person out of the deep water. And that, that's what sober people were for me back then. They didn't even know my last name. You know, they weren't married to me. They didn't have like all of those things, um, all that baggage stuff. But that's, you know, they, they were my lifeguards. And I remember that, you know, nobody gave me any solutions about how to pay my bills better or how to improve my marriage or hire an accountant to do my taxes. They just loved me through it all. They just kept hugging me even when other people wanted to punch me, you know, and 
you know, I know I, I've heard this before, you know, their love was unconditional because there was no, there were no conditions, you know, they were not married to me. They did not hire me. They did not, I didn't owe them a $10,000. So they didn't have any strings attached, but still you look at, when I look back, it's like, what incentive did they actually have other than it was the right thing to do? And the answer is complicated because the answer about what their incentive was, the answer is nothing and everything, you know? The old saying goes, to keep what you have, you got to give it away. <clears throat> and that's what they were doing. They were helping me because it helped them. And that's worth thinking about now for me. I have an obligation to be a lifeguard whenever possible with, with sober people. And also to remember that when I hit a pothole in life, I, I still have lifeguards and I need to use them. I've been sober for a little while. So it, it sounds so simple to like, oh, just call people and tell them what you're going through. But I catch myself getting farther and farther into sobriety and being less willing to be vulnerable sometimes because it can be embarrassing. You know, I feel a little embarrassed to pull a sober friend aside and admit that I'm, I'm walking around getting into arguments with anybody I run into, whether I know them or not. And I get embarrassed. I don't really want to say that I sent a petty email that had blowback. Or that I gossip too much and I feel like shit because of it, you know? I feel like I should be better than that um, and I don't want to admit it, you know? So it can be hard to kind of put your hand up at this stage of recovery. But that old phrase, you're as sick as your secrets, it applies. It doesn't say how big the secret has to be. You know, the secret could be a shitty email that you don't want to tell people about. That's, you know, causing your emotional sobriety to go out the window. That's a secret too, you know? So it's... It's so easy to get swallowed up by the idea of, well, that's not big enough to call my sponsor about, you know. It needs to be it needs to be more meat on the bone to, to tell anybody about it. But meanwhile, I'm getting closer to a drink when I do that. And when I do it often, I'm getting a lot closer to a drink. So I am going to try to do a better job of waving, waving at my lifeguards to dive in and save me even if I am swimming in the kiddie pool sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share.